Hey, what's up everybody? This is Chris from CSS Tricks with video screencast number 42. The topic of the day is going to be floats. So let me try this camera thing again. It didn't work last week for some reason, but I think if we... That should be good. Hi everybody, Chris, CSS Tricks. Uh, we're talking about floats this week. Be just because it's a touchy subject, it's a specific subject, and it'll be a good reference uh, to be able to send people to. And, you know, I know some people like these screencasts because they're kind of visual learners and they like to see stuff happen right on their screen. So we're going to keep the focus of the screencast today just on the topic of floats, clearing floats, what floats are, how they work, browser quirks on floats. So uh, that's going to be the plan, and we'll just jump right into it. Okay, I have this prepared as usual. You've, if you've watched me for any length of time, you know that I like to start with these. Um, an index HTML file and a style.css file that are, let me get a little organized here, that are super basic. I opened them both up in TextMate here and we can have a look, but I'm going to minimize it and I'm going to get my browser window open and we're going to take a look at the result of that index file we have a body it's got a gray background it's we have a page wrap that's white a couple paragraphs of text in there and a header absolutely nothing to it you've seen it a million times this is what the CSS file looks like and the HTML file. I'm not going to go into any more of this because it's just so basic you don't even need it. We're, what we're going to do is define what a float is right away. So, okay, so you can see we have this div of page wrap and here's our header and our, in one paragraph, another paragraph, another paragraph. Before this second paragraph, before this main body of text right here, I'm going to drop in something and we're going to cheat and do a little inline styling, but I'm going to go div just to save ourselves some time. You'd never do inline styling in production, of course, but we're gonna do it here just for fun. We're gonna width and height and a background of red, and, th and then we're gonna do float. So we have this red square, 100 pixels by 100 pixels, and we're gonna float it to the left, okay? Let's not, okay, hold on. I'm gonna take float off, save it, Reload here, and you can see, oh, wow, that's weird. What happened there? Oh, I didn't close my div. Gosh, I hardly ever prepare. Okay, now that's expected behavior. We make a div that's 100 pixels by 100 pixels, and it's a block level element, so it literally looks like a block sitting there on the page. There's our red square. Very obvious, right? Float comes in. Now, if we go float left, save it, the text is going to wrap around our block. You know like in a magazine or something when they wrap text around an image. That's what float is for. It kind of, if a floated object retains to be, you know, it's, it's still a part of the flow of the document. So if a floated object changes, you know, let's we make it 120 by, by 120 and save and reload the page, that text is going to reflow around it. It's still kind of part of the flow of the page, where if we were to use absolute positioning to get our square right where we want it to get, it's not a part of the flow of the page, and the text wouldn't rewrap around it. So that's what I mean by it's kind of being part of the flow of the page. So that's what a float is. We could do the same exact thing and float it to the right instead. And we'll reload the page, and I'll shoot over to the right. So 
that's what that's that's the very basics of of using positioning with float right um let's let's get rid of that simple square and we'll do something else here we're going to use it for the actual kind of the layout of the text of the document so we're going to have a div and we're going to call it with an id of main column okay and we'll give it both of these paragraphs then we're going to have another div with an ID of sidebar. And we'll grab one of these paragraphs to stick over there. Now, you know, divs don't mean anything, right? So if I'm going to save this and, and come back over here, our red square will be gone, but it's not going to magically become a sidebar that we haven't styled anything yet. So a div means nothing. There's, you can see no layout differences between this and if those divs weren't there at all. But we're going to use those divs to work some magic here. So main column, we're going to give a width of, well, let's say 300 pixels. And, and the idea here is, you know, you know, you see my idea. I want a main column that's about two-thirds maybe of the width of this area, uh, and then a sidebar that's just over here on the right of maybe a third of the width of the area. Okay. So what we're going to do is declare the width of the main column to be 300 pixels and float it to the left. This is how we achieve a multi-column layout, a simple one anyway. And our sidebar, now we're going to need a little gutter between them, so let's not make, we have 500 total pixels to work with, let's, let's just give it like 180, make it a 20 pixel gutter, and we'll float that to the right, okay? And you can see now, remember that we have a background color that's gray and a page wrap that's white. Watch what happens here when I save this and reload it. Okay, well, that's pretty weird, right? Our column went right where we wanted it to. I mean, it has the right layout, but what happened to this white background? It just like shrunk up. Basically, it collapsed. So when you have an, uh, 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 a wrapper, a div that, that, that wraps other page elements, and it ends with two floated objects... It collapses. It can't. It can't calculate the, the 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 correct height to wrap around. There is reasons for all this that 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 even are complicated and 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 elusive to me as to as to why this is. It seems like a bug, but I don't think it is. It's actually just a uh, just something you have to work around. That's pretty weird how that collapsed. And the only reason you can see any of it at all is because this isn't floated. This header and this this first thing are just in the page wrap without being floated at all. So this thing d did retain a little bit of its height. If if uh, if we were to remove those, we can do that as a test quick. Let's get rid of those just temporarily and save it and reload. Well, you do get a little bit of height. I thought it might have collapsed entirely. Uh, but it, it didn't because of the, the padding that we have on our page wrap here of 20 pixels. That's giving it some height. If we were to remove that, it would collapse to having absolutely no height at all, which is very weird and bizarre, but uh, just how it works. Let's put stuff back and get back to this position here. It's not, it's not the end of the world. You just need to clear the float at the end of this document. There's, and let's just go over a bunch of different ways to do that. One of the uh, classic ways to do it is to put another div down here, and we're going to give it some inline styling. And we need to use the CSS attribute clear, clear both. Clear both means clear both the right and the left float. We'll save that, and that's just gonna—it's just gonna work magical wonders. There we go. The white goes around it like we should. 
like it should, that's 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 perfect, right? Some people wince a little bit at, about this because in our you know otherwise beautiful HTML markup, now we have this this div in here that has no has no semantic meaning whatsoever to the content of this site. Nothing. It's just like what is this? I don't know. It doesn't have anything to do with content, and HTML is supposed to be all about content. This is a, a, a thing that we need for design, which really should be stuffed away into style, into our CSS file, but it's not. So in order to make this a little cleaner, and, you know, let's just do it. Class equals clear. So that way we, we're not using any inline styling, and we could come over here and make a clear class. And, ooh, that's just TextMate trying to be helpful there, but not being clear both save it reload it also does the trick it might make our index file look a little cleaner but barely you know i kind of argue against using a clear class although i do it myself sometimes I mean, i'm sure you could dig through some of my websites and find this the reason is especially if you're writing a blog this is a good example it's better to use the inline styling if it's like a part of a post where you're like floating a couple images and then you need to clear the float afterwards, uh, to use inline styling so that it, it will translate. I mean, class equals clear means nothing in Google Reader blog lines or anything, but a div with inline styling does and it will still clear the float in a feed reader. So I kind of tend towards just do it with inline styling, you know? Uh, the other way to do it, even cleaner, is there are ways to do it without any markup at all. So that's fairly appealing, right? So I removed it, and if we reload, we'll see that we get the problem again. One way to do it is to take our page wrap here. Now this might seem kind of magical. This is a very nice way to do it. Overflow auto. Apply that and save it and reload the thing, and look at that. It magically cleared the float at the end of it. You know, very little markup needed. Did the trick. Very nice. Overflow auto has some quirks to it. Basically, if anything exceeds the width of the page wrap, we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, uh, scroll bars. So let's force it quick. Let's put something in the sidebar that's too wide for it, and we'll just do that with inline styling again. Style equals width of oh, let's make it like 300 pixels. So it'll definitely bust out of the sidebar. 50 pixels background red and you can see what will have oh, I'll have to close the div we'll not screw that up this time we'll reload the page and you can see it sticking out there now we have this scroll bar and so you know it doesn't look that bad on this really simple design but if all of a sudden a scroll bar appears in some weird place in your layout that can be a little it, it can be a, a lot more detrimental to the design than this is so you have to be careful for that to not ever have this happen to you so that you don't get unwanted weird scroll bars in certain places. Or the alternate option is instead of using overflow auto, use overflow hidden. Same deal, but now we reload and now it just cuts off that red. You see what it did there? It doesn't give us any scroll bars, but so you know, you, you kind of gotta decide which way you want to go if you use this technique. Uh, this may be kind of inaccessible. Let's say this wasn't just a red box that means nothing, but was, you know, an important image to the layout of the site, or it was, uh, I don't know, even text that just happened to be in a really long box. Using Overflow Hidden, there's no way to get to that content. It's just gone. It's cut off, and there's no way to get to it. So there can be some uh, accessibility and usability problems with using Overflow Hidden, but uh, I don't know. Your choice. 
So that, that's like basically four ways we covered to clear a float, right? Um, let's cover a few more ways we've covered clearing both but but you can you you know with float you can only clear one or the other if you want to and so it's kind of important to understand that let's um after this second paragraph let's make a series of div style equals let's make a class because we're going to use a bunch of them and just do it right little box mm -hmm. okay Let's make like four little boxes. And then in our CSS, we'll make anything with a class of little box is has a width of 20 pixels, height of 20 pixels, and a background of green. And they're floated to the right. Okay. We'll reload and you can, ooh, let's, let's get, well, you can <laughs> see them. All right. First of all, let's get rid of this red bar. That's because it's, we're not thinking about that anymore. And then we're going to give each of these things margin of 10 pixels so you can kind of tell them apart. And that's expected behavior, right? Well, I mean, maybe it's not if you know nothing about float, but one, th this is the first one. Um, and we could even prove that. Let's do that too. That'll be kind of interesting. This is the first one, which will override that background color. Just for fun, background, red. Remember that inline styling always overrides anything in the CSS for the most part. Always a little quirks there as well, but let's hit save. And then the first one will be on the right. So it's not, you know, you know, we read left to right. So you might expect the first one to be on the left, but it's not. The first one is floated all the way to the right. The next one's floated to the right too. So it kind of gets appended to the left-hand side of it because there happens to be room. And then this is the, f the fourth one over here. But um, if we want to like line stuff up to the right and, 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 if we clear the float after each one of these, which I think we could, we could apply clear both to this element. They're just going to line up on top of each other. Uh, okay. Well, that's cool. I thought, but we only really need to clear the right-hand side. Right? And that'll still work. So if you don't need to clear both... Sometimes it's best not to clear both and only clear the actual side that you intend to use. I thought it might cut it down here, but <clears throat> oh well, that's what you get when you absolutely do no research and just hit record and start going. So okay, there's some floats there. Uh, uh, right away, this triggered a, a, a red flag in my mind when I saw this float right and then we applied generically margin all the way around the whole thing. And just from doing and dealing with CSS for so long, it immediately triggered something in my head. You know, margin 10 picks is, is shorthand for margin top 10 picks, margin right 10 picks, margin left 10 picks, and margin bottom 10 picks. 10 pixels all the way around the thing. When you float something, left or right or none are your options, but, you know, if you're bothering to apply float to something, it's left or right. You, you should always watch for this. Never f never apply margin in the same direction that your float is going. And this is an IE, I believe, 5, 5.5, 6 problem. I think it's fixed in 7. I'm pretty sure it's fixed in 7. It's just an IE 6 thing, just something to always watch for. If you're using float right, never use margin right. If you're floating to the left, never use margin left. And it's not, it's not even just don't use it. It's the, the quirk is it's called the double margin bug. And IE6 will 
literally double the margin to the direction it's loaded. So in our example, when we have 10 pixels to the right-hand side of, of, of each one of these things, in IE, it'll be 20 pixels. Totally random. Don't understand it. Don't know the history of it. I just know it's a bug. It's not supposed to be the way it handles. And with something as fragile as a float... And believe me, they're fragile. You know, if in IE6, if this sidebar gets a little too long, it's, you know, Firefox might handle it a little gracefully, and I think they'll overlap a little bit and not, like, completely destroy a layout. In Firefox, it'll push this whole sidebar all the way down. And, and, and if it was one pixel too big, it would do that. If there was something in this left-hand sidebar that pushed outside of this, you dropped an image in there that was one pixel too big for it, It'll push this whole sidebar all the way down to the bottom. Flats are, floats are fragile. So when you also throw on top of that a bug where it, it, it increases the margin on things, uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it, it sucks. So just watch out for that and try and come up with a different way. I think what we'll do, actually, I want to bust open IE6 and show it to you because... It's worth seeing, and it's worth you know, look doing a, a few workarounds to try and actually fix it. So just give me a minute, and I think I'm gonna fire that up. Okay, so I just moved our little example online. I grabbed our folder here, and I opened up Coda and logged into um, the CSS Tricks website, and I threw it in the examples folder. So now we're kind of working online from a live example. If we don't mess this thing up too bad, or if there's anything of value in it, I'll link to this from uh, the show page so you can kind of see for yourself um, and then I fired up Internet Explorer 6 which I have this program um, IE tester uh, it's running into my virtual machine running Windows XP so it can test multiple versions and we're kind of about where we left off here with our little boxes over here um, let's open the code now which exists now in Coda and uh, 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 so you should be able to see, and it may be not extremely clear, but because these things have a margin right, that that value is doubled here in IE6 and that the margin right is actually 20 over here. But uh, let's see if we can make a more uh, robust example of that. Um, let's give the, the our sidebar a background color, just so we have a good visual clue of what's going on here and let's say margin right is 10 pixels to keep it away from the right hand side like we kind of briefly discussed there and I'll reload it and you can see now that uh, it's staying away from the right hand side here in Firefox it looks like more than 10 pixels I wonder what's going on there exactly but if we reload this in IE now, that difference is multiplied by 2. So let's see if we can get both browsers kind of side by side and literally look at that. Oh, you kind of can, see? It's weird that it's not double. Something weird's going on, but you can literally see a dramatic difference in, in, the, in the, the right margin in Firefox compared to IE. Even that is a fairly significant uh, uh, layout difference that you should definitely be aware of. So let's try and literally break this thing, though, in a way that, you know, a serious, like, layout borkage that IE6 is known for. So uh, what we're going to do is just throw something in this in this main column that is, like, way too wide. Width equals 400 pixels. Height, 10 pixels. Background, 
red. So this is hanging out way too far from the left-hand side. And Firefox will probably be try to at least be kind to us. Let's get rid of that background color so we can see it kind of shine through over here. Get rid of all this. Save it. Shift reload and Firefox is gonna be nice to us and just let it break out of that float and just stick over underneath this right sidebar. So I don't know if that's the intended behavior or whatever, but at least it didn't break our layout, right? So if we reload though in IE6, that sticky outie over there busted out from it and it it extended the size of the container. So this main column isn't 300 pixels like we told it to be anymore. It's stretched out to fill, fit this thing, which is now 400 pixels wide, which doesn't have room for this sidebar anymore. So it literally pushed it down here. Problem, it sucks. It's gonna happen to you if you're a beginner. It's happened to me a million times. Why is your sidebar on the floor? Whatever. Big layout quirk. Um, to get around it, there is, remember we talked about that overflow value earlier to protect yourself against this happening to you. Like if you're designing a blog or whatever and there's a, a hundred posts on the blog and you can't be sure, let's say it's a multi-writer blog, you can't be sure what size images these authors are using and stuff like that to be absolutely sure that this isn't going to happen to you. Even if some author uploads an image that's 2,000 pixels wide, you can use this overflow hidden thing which we'll look in Firefox quick to see that it, it, it chops that thing off. And IE should respect that as well. And I'll bring it back up and it'll just chop this red thing off. So that works. Chop this red thing off. So that works. Um, I guess what we shouldn't go on too long because I could talk about Internet Explorer specific style sheets. You can call conditional style sheets in the in the index file, which if you are having a problems with a double margin bug, you could call on uh, an IE specific style sheet, IE6 specific, because that's kind of the, and lower, because that's the, in 7 it's fixed, so in 6 and lower you could have a specific style sheet that just basically cuts that right margin in half, or that margin that's facing the same direction as the float just cuts it in half. Um, or you could use, like in, in our example, we were pushing, uh, if we look at the example, we were pushing it, trying to push it away from the right hand side with margin right, but our layout is so simple and the colors are just gray and white that we could have accomplished the same thing with, with directional padding. We could have applied padding right and it would have done the same thing. And the quirk doesn't exist with padding, just only with margin. So uh, definitely something to think about there. Just, you know, use padding instead of margin if you possibly can. Uh, other ways to get around it, there's like even JavaScript. There's like this, uh, there's this, I'll link to it in the show notes. This, uh, it's called, I think D, a guy named Dean Edwards did it. That's this like JavaScript file that you can load in older versions of IE6 that just like force good behavior on it and eliminate things like the double margin bug. So that's that. Let's see. I wanted to go over to this article. It's kind of a big, uh, big week around CSS tricks here with a major site redesign. Oh, I shouldn't say major. I still kind of feel as evolutionary because I think even though it looks drastically different, I don't think you should feel lost in this new design. I know I really took a big leap to talking about something totally randomly different there, but 
the 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 redesign is significant over here come check it out uh you know a lot of people like it <laughs> more people like it than dislike it but there was some some staunch haters so if you have you know some serious dislikes feel free to let me know i'm 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 listening to everybody here so anyway there was an article a while back before the redesign but now you can look at it in the lovely redesign called all about floats and it covers a lot of this this is the print version of what of what we've been talking about so what is a float? It shows you float. what's float left, float right. You can use it. Uh, the, the print tutorial goes through, you know, main content float left, sidebar float right. It shows you how floats stay part of the flow and absolute positioning doesn't. So you can read through all this and let it stick now that you've seen it in action. It talks about the same thing we talked about, how the parent element will, will collapse if you have certain float situations and you need to clear it and how uh, uh, you can clear... Now this is a good situation. Though we didn't we didn't actually talk about this and how how one of the nicest ways to clear floats is that like overflow auto or overflow hidden way, but it doesn't work all the time because not there's not always a container around the things where you want to clear the float. And this is an example. If you had this a bunch of objects and they're all floated left and they made this grid like that, right? But you wanted to clear the float after these first three light gray ones. Well, these first three light gray ones aren't wrapped in any container. There's no container to use to clear the float with that overflow hidden trick. So what's what's worse, adding a container that wasn't there before and using a overflow hidden on it or just using a clearing div? And so the situations like that come up all the time for me. So that's kind of why I still use that, that clearing div method. And I don't feel too bad about it. I know it's not unsemantic, but man, there's bigger fish to fry than that. So... I, a lot of times, will use a clearing div, and it's for situations just like this, where you need to clear the float, but there's no container around it to use to clear the flow. It covers what we talked about of, of only clearing the direction that you need, because that, you know, so you can keep images on the right without having to clear both the right and left float. Uh, one thing that we didn't cover is called the... Uh, the overflow auto method works, but there's called a clear fix hack, which is like a super bulletproof way to do it, which actually uses a CSS pseudo select after and applies a space and clears the float with that. So that's kind of an, an older school technique because uh, 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 the overflow thing seems to be it seems to be the hip one in use today. But yeah, okay, <laughs> and it shows the sidebar push down thing. That's a very common problem with floats. There's a lot to be said about floats. I hope this was a good introduction. If I missed anything that you know about, definitely let me know. If you have any further questions, leave a comment on the show page. The actual show pages themselves now are going to have commenting built in. So you don't have to like, you know, I mean, you can send me an email if you want to, but you don't necessarily have to. Whereas on the old show pages, there was just no way to comment. So that's going to have that now. So that's going to be pretty slick. Actually, I'll just show it to you because we're right here on the web. So if we go to videos, the navigation is kind of up in the upper right here instead of those big tabs. And we'll look at last week's video, the CMS one. So it's now in the new layout. So okay, one of the you know one of the issues with the new layout is that this video area is a little smaller, but it's not um, um, the the quality of the video is still the same. So just you can just click on this full screen thing like that. I'm gonna hit escape and get out of it, but the quality is the same, and you can still watch them with this full screen button. So I try to make it really clear. Click here for full screen. So you know 
CSS tricks, come check out the redesign, come browse through the archives, learn more about CSS, check out old videos, grab downloads, check out our sponsors, all that stuff. No sponsor this week, so if you happen to be, you know, part of a, a business that wants to, to, to get their name out there and have me check out a product and, and show it to the people in the screencast, let me know about that. So until next week, folks, see you later, bye.